Corinthians chapter 15 and Mark chapter 9, 1 Corinthians 15, Mark chapter 9, amen. The Vipons are popular tonight, Ava was over there, the Wilson kids are over there, it is happening on that pew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh yeah, amen, amen. Well, it's good to be in God's house. I've got a message that shouldn't be too long. If the Waddells won't amen me to death, we won't be here all night long. Today we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the greatest of any event that has ever taken place. And I dare say any event that will ever take place in the future. Amen. The main message of the disciples was, He is risen. The main message of the early church was, He is risen. The main message that we preach today is, He is risen. The resurrection is important. It's, it's a big deal. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20 says, But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Why was the resurrection such a big deal? Because, because the, the, the resurrection signifies and testifies that salvation has been given to sinners, amen. We can be reconciled uh, uh, to Christ through the shed blood of the Lamb. The resurrection is huge. I said it this morning, I'll say it again. When Jesus said, it is finished, that's the end of the story, man. That's, 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 it is finished. It is finished. He knew that the resurrection was coming. The, the price had been paid, and he's going to be rising from the dead. It's glorious. Glorious. Amen. Death couldn't hold him. The grave couldn't keep him. Satan lost the biggest spiritual battle that was ever fought that day. And it truly is because he lives that we can face tomorrow. Whew. How can you not want to go to church? Fellowship and sing along. Amen. 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 Brother Jim, I'd be honored if you open this message in a word of prayer, sir. That's so true how Brother Jim mentioned how it's always fresh. There's, um, there's always something that you can learn from Scripture. It doesn't matter how smart you are, how wise you are. And I'm not be saying that facetiously. I'm, I'm dead serious. How smart or how wise, um, there's always something to learn from Scripture. Amen. Uh, sometimes people are so smart they miss the simple things, the, the simple message. And uh, But... Uh, there's always something to learn from Scripture. Uh, I heard a preacher one time say that uh, concerning Christmas messages, and he had been a preacher for over 30 years, maybe 40, and he, he an old, older preacher, and he said um, that uh, he's never preached the same Christmas message, and he figures he never will because there's so much there to preach on. And, and, and there's some days as a pastor, I'm like, I've got eight hours to have a message. And I don't even know where I'm going. 
Lord, please give me direction. I have, I don't know anything else. I don't know nothing, and I'm relying on the Lord. And then all of a sudden you just start reading. You just start studying something, and God will just direct you, you know. It's kind of the same as what I was sitting at this morning. I didn't mean to go here, but, you know, when we say, I don't know what God wants for me in my life, just start doing something for the Lord. He'll guide and direct you. He'll make things happen for you. Amen. It might not be what you started doing, but God will maneuver you right where he wants you to be. Amen. But the fact of the matter is that the disciples uh, um, were told that Jesus was going to raise from the dead. Uh, when he rose from the dead, they acted like they weren't expecting it. They acted like they had no clue that he's ever said he was going to do that. Uh, they were depressed. They were down in the dumps. And I'm not getting on them. I'm, I'm sure we would have been the same way. But the fact of the matter is Jesus not only told them that he was going to rise from the dead after being killed, but he taught it to them. Mark chapter 9, verse 30. And they departed thence and passed through Galilee, and he would not that any man should know it. Look at this. For he taught his disciples and said unto them, The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And after that he is killed, he shall rise the third day. And they understood not that saying, and were afraid to ask him. And I, and uh, sorry boys, but I thought of Noah and, and Ben on this one. I can just see Noah and Ben walking with Christ and they're like, did he just say he's going to die? You ask, no, you ask him. No, I'm not going to ask him. You ask him. That's what went through my head. I'm sure the disciples were way more mature than that, though. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. But Jesus was literally preparing them for not only his death, but his resurrection as well, whether they understood it there or not. Uh, turn to Matthew. Let's look at Matthew's point of view on the same incident. Matthew chapter 17, verse 21. You're probably already there. And while they abode in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man shall be betrayed into the hands of men, and they shall kill him, and the third day he shall be raised again. Excuse, excuse me. And they were exceeding sorry. Okay, Jesus was very clear in telling them, turn to Luke chapter 9, verse 20. Luke chapter 9, verse 20. Luke chapter 9, verse 20. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Peter answering said, The Christ of God. And that's an awesome message in and of itself. And he straightly charged them and commanded them to tell no man that thing, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be slain and be raised the third day. That's just one blip. That's just one blip that we have in Scripture where Jesus is telling the disciples, hey, they're going to kill me and I'm going to be raised again the third day. And you say, well, he doesn't tell them very often. Can I tell you, and we only preach and we only get our doctrine from what Scripture says, right? But common sense, logic, and reasoning would tell us that there's a lot more conversations and Jesus taught them a whole lot more than what we see here. This is clearly the concentrated version of God that God gave us. God gave us what we need to know. And all we need to know is Jesus told the disciples he was going to die and raise again the third day. I would speculate that there were more times that he told them that. You know, 
you know, everything, we read what Jesus taught, and, and mostly everything was parables. I mean, he taught, in which I'm thankful for. That's the down-to-earth illustrations that I can understand. Amen. Um, but, you know, they were traveling all the time together. I'm sure while they're walking and talking, they're asking Jesus about things. Jesus is telling them about things, and he's explaining things. And how, how could you not? I, I mean, it would have been so natural. Um, uh, they would go stay places. I know that uh, uh, for me, it's like um, I used to travel in a carpenter crew years ago and um, doing libraries all over Michigan. And I always get stuck with the, the boss because uh, he didn't drink, so like <laughs> it was good. And um, we'd lay at night, and it was question. And I'm like like 18, and no, I'm 19, and yeah, 18, 19, 20. And, and like, it's like, do you think God's white? He'd be asking me these questions. Do you think God's a man? Do you think? And he's like, dead serious. We're, we're both looking in the, at the ceiling in the dark. He's over there. I'm over here. He's like, where do you think the Bible came from? Do you think that? And it's just like questioning. And I mean, I'm not dogging him. But, but my point is, I'm trying to bring across. I am sure there are a lot of times where disciples are laying in bed. Lord, what about, what about paradise? Tell us about Abraham's bosom. Um, what about um, where the saints go when they die when they're sleeping? What about, um, um, new, tell us about New Jerusalem. Tell us about heaven. What was it like? What was it like before creation? Because these are questions that I'd be asking all day long. I'm sure there was all kinds of conversations. The point I'm making is we have a concentrated version, knowing what we need to know, but I'm sure there's a whole lot more there. Amen. If you were to write, the, uh, write an entire book on the life of Dan Gunther, you would see like all these conversations that I have, but there's way more than that book is, amen. It's not that big, but amen. Where was I? Um, so the disciples knew that Jesus claimed that he would uh, be raised from the dead after three days. Whether they fully believed it or understood it is another matter, but they were taught it. No question. They absolutely taught it for sure, uh, and by Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> so Jesus was clear. We can read that he was clear. Amen. Um, but they sure didn't act like they ever heard it before. Look at Mark chapter 16, verse 19. This is now after the resurrection. Uh, I remember reading this a few years ago. I, I think I was preparing for my first Resurrection Day message, and I was amazed at how many times it says, and they believed not. I mean, the disciples that saw all these miracles after miracle after miracle, the Son of God, I mean, they be I believe they were Christians, no doubt. They weren't called Christians yet, but whatever. I believe they're God's children. I believe they trusted in the Son of God. Amen. But then after the resurrection, verse after verse, saying they believed not, they didn't believe. They oh, then they believed. It's like, how did they doubt? But, but... Right? It's easy to say that from this point of view. How many times do we doubt every single day in whatever we're doing in our life? Amen. Mark chapter 16, verse 9. Now, when Jesus was risen early, the first day of the week, he appeared, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast, uh, cast seven devils. And she went and told them uh, that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And, when, and they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them. And as they walked and went into the country, and man, we love that story, the Emmaus Road, man, the two disciples. How awesome would have that been? Here, here, here the gospel story literally taught by Jesus himself walking and talking. 
Amen. Uh, verse uh, 13. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. Huh. Verse 14. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and abraded them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he, that he was risen. Jesus got on to them because they didn't believe, because he taught them. Well, we can relate to that a lot. We can relate to that a lot. Not only were the disciples taught that Jesus would raise from the dead after three days, but even his enemies knew what Jesus taught. That's why I don't think it was just like a quick thing that Jesus mentioned one time, but it was very well known that Jesus said that he was going to die and raise again three days because his enemies knew. Uh, look at Matthew chapter 27, 62. Now the next day that followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate. And you say, well, what is the day of preparation? That is when the Jews would sacrifice the Passover lamb. That's the day that Jesus died, the day of preparation. That's uh, the day before Passover. Remember when Jesus talked about um, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood? And, and they were accusing him that the... Who is that? I'm assuming Pharisees, probably Pharisees. Uh, we're accusing him of being like cannibalistic. What? We need to eat your flesh, you know? But clearly, and, and if you read the context, he was clearly talking spiritual, 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 because he is the Passover lamb. He's the Passover lamb, the son of God. Literally, the reason we have Passover was to point to the son of God. Amen. Like the verse this morning, he said, I am the resurrection. Amen. Which goes hand in hand with... Passover lamb, amen. Now let's get back to our text, Matthew 27, 62. Now the next day that followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that the deceiver said, while he was yet alive, after three days I will rise again. Now let's be very clear here. Who is talking? These are non-believers. These are non-believers. And they know what God's word said. I mean, the words of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Satan knows God's word <laughs> better than anybody, any person at all. Amen. Uh, if God can influence his children to strive for the mastery, don't you think that Satan can do the same thing for his children? We don't want to think of it that way. We don't want to think of people being controlled by Satan because that just seems... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I want to say tofu, but that's not right. Um, taboo. Thank you. I'm glad it was at least close because tofu was so wrong. That was so wrong. Thank you, Kyle. I'm now glad that he came tonight. Amen. Amen. I preached a message one time, the spiritual affects the physical. And I think we as Christians forget that a lot. I think we really, really do, but the Spiritual affects the physical, not just God's children, but Satan's children as well. We're all influenced by something. Amen. And Satan was absolutely influencing the crucifixion of Christ. In the exact same way that Satan was influencing Caesar at the time of the birth of Christ. And he's like, kill every baby uh, born two years and younger. Um, which got me thinking, when I was pondering, going over this this afternoon, I was thinking about John the Baptist and Jesus within six months of each other. And I got to thinking, you know, uh, 
They're the only ones their age. They're all, I mean, the only one exactly their age. You know, I, I just, I never thought of that before until this afternoon. Um, nobody here is shocked. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Matthew chapter 27, verse 64. Continues by saying, command therefore that the uh, sepulcher be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away. And <clears throat> saying to the people, he is risen from the dead, so the last heir shall be worse than the first. Pilate said unto them, you have a watch, go your way, make it as sure as you can. So they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting the, a watch. They knew that Jesus uh, said that he would rise from the dead after three days. His enemies knew that. So Jesus tells his disciples what he's going to do, and they still don't believe or understand or expect it. One of those or all of those, even after performing miracle after miracle after miracle, and his enemies even knew he was going to rise again for, after three days, and they prepared for it. And they prepared for it. The disciples seemed to have forgotten it altogether and had no preparation for the resurrection. It's the same thing back then as it is today, the same root issue. Uh, we struggle to trust the word of God. God says he's going to do something. What are we doing to prepare for it? <laughs> we got Christians, too many Christians that are hanging their heads Letting the world beat them down as if we don't have a risen Savior. Church, the war has already been won. It's already finished. Why do we struggle? Why do we not just put our trust in the Word of God? Amen. He said that He's coming back. Why aren't we looking for Him? We need to expect Him. We need to just literally take Him at His Word. He told us. He's been telling us. He's pointing to it. The Holy Spirit tells us all the time. Are we listening? Are we expecting it? Do we understand it? Is God going to braid us in heaven and be like, what were you, I told you, I told you you weren't ready. I told you for all those years, and you guys acted like you weren't even preparing for it. You, you acted like you were shocked when it happened, amen. Look at 1 Thessalonians 4.16. A couple scriptures, and we'll close tonight. 1 Thessalonians 4.16. This is, I, I love preaching this verse. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then when we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I need to be saying, Noah, man, you need to be comforted. The Lord's coming back. Let's get ready for it. But Jim, the Lord's coming back, man. Isn't that awesome? Tim, the Lord's coming back. It's going it's to be so good. It's going to be so good. But instead, our conversations are filled with, I don't have a job. My life is so bad. You don't understand how bad it is for me. Like, like it's so bad. Like, my air conditioning went out. Like, it's so bad, you know, I, I, I can't even think of nothing bad right now. Like, like God's been so good to me. Uh, uh, but we complain. We compl- we're so good at complaining. But what are we supposed to be doing? Um, he's coming back one day. Let's prepare for it. Let's get encouraged together, one another in the Lord. We can, hey, he's coming back with a shout of the archangel, man. Man, it's going to be good. <sighs> Jesus was preparing the disciples of what would come by using what? His words. 
Jesus is preparing us in the same way with what? His words. Revelations 1, 7 says, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Can we turn to 1 Corinthians 15? We'll close here. 1 Corinthians 15. What have we done to prepare for the coming of the Lord? What ministry are we a part of? Have we been faithful for the cause of Christ? <clears throat> there is no doubt, even the... Um, I think every Christian is going to have regrets. Every single Christian pastor, teacher, missionary is going to have regrets that they could have and should have done more for the cause of Christ. Right. I don't question that or doubt that. Uh, that's my opinion, but, but I, I feel strongly about that. That being said... Some people are going to have a lot more regrets than others. Amen. 1 Corinthians 15, 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound and the dead uh, shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this incorruptible must put on incorruption uh, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall... Excuse me, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed in, up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have something to prepare for. The Lord has told us over and over again, He's coming back. He's coming back. I, I think the disciples... I'll even say this. I know the disciples are going to be shamed. And tell us, man, I, was, I feel ashamed that I, was, that, that, uh, that, that I was depressed when they hung him on a cross and he was dead. I didn't, and I'll, I'll be, put it, I, they, they, they're going to say, they'll tell us how ashamed they are and were that they didn't believe Mary when Jesus rose from the grave, that they didn't believe Jesus when he said, I'm going to die and be raised after three days. Yeah. It appears like all of them fell into that. I don't want to be ashamed because I wasn't prepared for his coming. Yeah. Amen. You say, well, how do you get prepared for his coming? Find a ministry and get in it. Yeah. Be faithful to church. Be faithful to the cause of Christ. More important than anything, be faithful to study and prayer. Right. That's how we prepare. Yeah. Amen. He's coming back.